I remember I remember the program coordinator who shall remain nameless specifically like wanted me to do, oh, you should like intern for this big thing at Bell Media and you should do this and get into this. I'm like, hey, this I'm not taking this program seriously. I'm using this specifically <laughs> as a communications base <laughs> to get into film school. <laughs> like that's like I was straight up with that with that program coordinator. It's like I don't want anything to do with this industry whatsoever. Oh, <laughs> Well, it was more TV based and, and particularly yeah. broadcasting like news in a time where broadcasting was dying. When we were the last class to learn how to edit on tape. Yep. Um, yeah. And you know what I remember of the audio class was uh, I think uh, Marty had the 3DS and he was showing that off and I had the Vita and I was showing that off. That's what we were <laughs> doing in audio class. <laughs> I remember seeing the 3DS for the first time. In the cellar restaurant. Oh yeah, <laughs> you you had like brought out the AR cards and like you were doing the AR thing on the table, and my mind was blown. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, "That's some good shit." Yeah. So that's what I'm the not, world's going to be like. I'm not easily impressed, but holy fuck, <laughs> Nintendo's doing something right. These guys, 2013. These guys are the future. That's uh, they know what they're doing. <laughs> In the future, there will be AR cards. That food wasn't great at the cellar. It was pretty cheap. Uh, it, it, first year was really good, and then they clear, very clearly changed suppliers because then the food went down the toilet, and it got really bad. I remember the burgers were actually pretty good the first year, second year, mm. third year. No, I don't are know if sure I went to the. I sure was the food and not like a change in the students that were working in the restaurant. No, I, I, I remember specifically the patties went from actual thick, like somewhat juicy patties to just very thin cardboard like patties. Like there was a very distinct difference in the, in the actual food itself. Juicy patties was the uh, name of the Irish uh, hip hop band. It's I, also, uh, it's also in. my Saturday night stage juicy name. Juicy patties. Lord Lord save us uh, Welcome to the Damon Patch Podcast episode 401 <laughs> What I'm the host, hell? Ryan Johnson uh, Adrian Pettis with me Hey Welcome back You missed episode 400 So happy 400 to you. Oh I was gonna say Like I I didn't know what episode this was I'm like Just let me know when 400 is coming up Because I want to make sure I'm available for that oh. I, didn't, I didn't realize I missed it <laughs> Well 500 is just around the corner So Two weeks ago You were like Oh I'm gonna miss yeah. 400 Because yeah, I've was... got all my All my Fridays booked up For the next three weeks Or whatever That was the joke Yes Okay good <laughs> uh, Tim Spence is here The exclusive joke explainer so, uh... <laughs> You need it you Jokes are like frogs. Like they get funnier when you dissect them. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Matt Lawrence. Uh, it is me. I haven't heard that about frogs, though, either. <laughs> whole thing's yeah. a lie. The whole damn thing's you're, a lie. You're, you're the one who's who's always cutting frogs open and laughing about it. I. <laughs> oh, my that's, God. That's the most random... I guess accusation <laughs> that I've ever had. You're the whole, you're the one always cutting frogs open, you're right? That guy who cuts frogs open. We might have to make some calls after this. Um, to who? Like, <laughs> no frogs were harmed in the making of this podcast. Hopefully, I don't know what okay. Matt's doing. He's his camera's not on. No, know. you can't. Guaranteed. You can't start blaming me when someone just said something. Like, all right, let's hop into the top top stories. Uh, I'm not going to list them because I just go into reading them anyway. So, uh, a big change could be coming to the PlayStation PC ports. 
This is from Game Rant, and as spotted by VGC. In an answer to a question about the PlayStation Network or PSN, the website states that when they say website, they mean the PlayStation website. There is a FAQ on there. Uh, it states that users currently do not need a PSN account to enjoy PlayStation Studios games uh, on PC. To some gamers, the, wor- the use of the word currently implies that there may be plans to, uh, somewhere down the road to have PC players link their Steam or Epic game accounts to the PlayStation Network. This is particularly noteworthy when considering that other questions on the website have more definitive answers. Uh, for example, the website firmly states that gamers can't sync trophies between PlayStation games on PC and their PSN profile. Uh, I think we were talking about this, though. I can't remember who I was talking about. It might have been one of you. About a PlayStation launcher on PC. What would you guys uh, think about that? I'm surprised they didn't do that yet. Right. To, then to they keep, could just manage everything. Yeah, to keep... Because uh, I don't know if did, I don't know if Steam ended up reducing their, their cut from 30% to whatever. Did they end up caving in? So. so they're still taking 30% off the top. Uh, I'm actually surprised that that PlayStation didn't do that. And I would have guessed that if Nintendo were to ever make their mark go onto the PC, that they would have a Nintendo dedicated launcher that you need to install the games. There's a PS Now or whatever I guess it's called now uh, app on the PC as well, right? That's specifically for sh- for the streaming service. Well, there was a PS Now app, but if they discontinued the PS Now service, I don't know if that app is still around. And that was specifically for streaming stuff. Well, I was going to say that that would have been the the, the way to go. Yeah. Would have just yeah. been say like, hey, you just download your PlayStation games on the PlayStation Now app, now rebranded as the PS Launcher. Mm-hmm. And that was the PlayStation Now app. There was also the P- PlayStation Remote Play app, which was different. So wait, so now that they got rid of PlayStation Now, is how do you stream games on PC? I can you? I assume that there's still a way to do it. Let's take a look. I would assume I that there's still an Google app. For that. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know if I've seen the PlayStation Now app on PC. Unless it's all web now. I don't really know. I don't, I don't know it's anyone kind of, that uses it, which is really unfortunate. <laughs> well, it kind of makes more sense, doesn't it? Uh, my brother was using it for a bit, I think. I don't know what he does. He's all over the place with this stuff. This is the guy who was exclusively streaming. And now he has one of every major co- uh, console yeah. in his house. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, wasn't he all in on Google Stadia? Yeah. I was like, I'm never buying a, a tabletop box again. Yep. By the and way, I'm I going over now. and I'm going over to his house on Sunday to play local Gears of War with him on his Xbox One or Xbox Series. I don't know. One of them. So there is now a PlayStation Plus app for PC. Ah, okay. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Did you actually find the download for it? Yeah, I'm, go, I'm on the page. Yeah. Like I'm on PlayStation.com and it says yeah. how to download the PlayStation Plus app onto your PC. PC requirements. Look at this. An adult account for PlayStation Network broadband with a minimum speed of 5 megabits per second. That's pretty low. A compatible controller. Yeah, not too bad. Download PlayStation Plus app. I guess there's no need to, since I don't have like the higher tier, right? Well, what's what's interesting here is that it says here PlayStation Plus on PC compatible controllers, and the only one listed is a DualShock Four. Can you only play with a DualShock Four? Sense. Uh, It says DualShock Four wireless controller. uh, Maybe maybe if you want to go wireless, that might be the only option. But if if maybe there's a different 
set for Wired. I know that the that the Spider-Man game on PC on Steam is going to support DualSense five with haptic feedback, actually. So maybe they'll eventually work that in. But there's I mean, no it's wireless possible dongle. that they just didn't update this page too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's possible. But, but I I don't know if they'll ever be able to get away with charging a PS Plus subscription on PC. That was going to be my next question: is is if you think that would be coming in the the near future? I don't know but, if that would be well received or not. Probably not. And how would they regulate that if they're going to also have their games on Steam? Like, let's say they have their own launcher where they where they, you need PlayStation Plus to play online games, but it's also available on Steam for free. That'd be a reason to buy it on Steam, right? Uh, it depends unless, on whether you're in all in on this streaming stuff too, I guess, because the, you're streaming the PlayStation equivalent. You're not. No, no. I'm just saying, like, like Spider-Man just came out on on Steam and Epic Games, right? I know it doesn't have an online component, but let's say it did, right? Currently on PC, you don't need PlayStation Plus to play online. But if they had their own launcher, wouldn't they naturally start charging UPS Plus to play online through that launcher? Uh, I mean, no one else did that, including Xbox. Yeah, and I can't imagine that would be incredibly well-received. Like, you'd probably just have players drop off and not participate. They're talking about, I mean, like... like you'd a, be against it, right? For sure. Oh, absolutely. Like, you're, 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 you're talking about trying to creep into a player base that has thir- 20 to 30 years of PC online gaming that has never had any additional fee besides, like, the occasional MMO. Like, the idea of saying, hey, you want to play our stuff, you have to now pay us an extra fee. It just... I don't think that would go over well. Man, I remember when uh, I had friends playing Fantasy Star Online on Xbox 360, and then you had to not only pay for Xbox Live, but then also pay a subscription fee to play Fantasy Star. And it was like, it wasn't that cheap either. It was like seven bucks or something like that, which for then, when Xbox 360 or Xbox Live on 360 was like not even 10 bucks a month. I think it was like 60 bucks a year. And that was Canadian, not even US. Mm. Like, I was asking a lot from a high schooler. <laughs> it's like, I cannot yeah. believe that you're paying that much to play this one game where you can just pay for Xbox Live and then you have online functionality for every online game you own. Who does? you? Spider-Man needs 75 gigs. That's actually not as much as I thought it was. Yeah, as I thought it would be. Yeah, I know there's bigger games, but I, I, I just... I think I was expecting lower because... It came out a while ago, like earlier, and it was a PS4 game, right? Yeah, but this is the this is the upped PS5 version. So yeah. it's the remastered um, version. Yeah. Yeah. Need the 4K, 4K textures. textures. All right. Well, I don't think they want to object to having a PlayStation account, right? To play PlayStation games. Well, people, there are people out there going to object to anything. Yeah, people are definitely yeah. going to object to having any more accounts. Yeah. I definitely know people that are like, oh, like I'll use whatever service or whatever, but if it requires an account that I'm not using it, so it's like, oh, so then you're not using any more services. Like, that's fine, but that's the reality. Once you get a password manager, it's like, I just sign up for stuff now. I don't I don't care anymore. You know? <laughs> it's removed the barrier of having to care about signing up. I wish the password managers would remind us when we haven't used an account in a long time so that I could close accounts, I think. Why do you ever oh, want to? Interesting. Why do you want to close an account out of curiosity? Just get rid of it. Like, why have just some random account going around for like a forum or I don't know something? 
And no, if I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm I'm the other way around. Once once an account is made, I very rarely close it. That, I would that, that goes in my manager, and that that will I intend on having that exist forever. I would say though, if you're not planning on managing it, um, you know, it leaves vulnerability open to security risks. So might as well just shut it down. All right. Especially if the app or whatever is dying as well. If whatever account you have is for a game that's no longer going to be around. Type of thing. Man, I sometimes wish I could just start over. You just said you're you're on an basically an unchecked re- registration of <laughs> like spree, and now you want to restart to have a clean palette. Well, this it just ha- this happens to me, with, with, to me with PCs and 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 even phones to an extent, where just so much crap like comes through it and gets like stashed away in different places, and at a certain point, you just feel like you don't know where stuff is hiding, you know. And it's like when you just get a fresh install, you can just start fresh. It just it just feels good for the mind, I think. Uh, phone for sure, or you know what, anything, especially if it's causing like performance problems. But otherwise, you can just yeah, clean like a certain person's iPhone 10R that I cannot seem to fix. You know how to fix it, Adriano? No, that's not a fix. That is not a fix. That's a <laughs> yes, coward's. That is a coward's way out. That's Wait, what is the coward's way out? Cleaning it, like just clearing it out and just wiping it and starting over. That is that is like the fix that is coming from a Apple stockholder and the rest of the internet. There's no way to like resolve this issue. You just wipe it and start over. That's that that's what happens on every single PC. Like every almost not every, but virtually every like virtually every single PC issue ever. There's at least one or two forum <laughs> posts that are like. Hey, try this, try this, try this, and then reset this, reset your PC and don't recover any data. It's like, oh, good. Let me just reset. It's, you know, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. It's the nuclear option, but it also works. But like, so like my, my, my thing though, between a, the difference between a PC, whether it's whatever it's this, this, there's this weird system data. Like if there's dead files or there's, there's information not being used there, I can go and find those files and I can delete them. I can't do anything with this quote unquote system data. And like the solution is, is like, oh, try to like delete apps and clear out clear caches. And I do that and I alleviate a gig or two, but then the system data just fills it up again. Like I went from 26 gigs of system data to now 29 because every time I clean up my phone and I get rid of stuff, it just, it's like this always consuming data dump that's just overtaking my phone and I can't beat it. It's just like this inevitable thing that's just going to cause my phone to, to literally suffocate. It is pretty whack in the in in your case. Like if it's if it's you clear a gig and then system data just eats it up, that's pretty yeah, whack. That's exactly exactly what's happening. I cannot like. I mean, if if you tried all the solutions you can find online, the next step would be to contact Apple, and then the final option is to restore it. If I contact Apple, their thing's going to be just wipe it and start over. Like that's what their thing's because be. that is the solution. Yeah. Anyway. All right, moving on here. Uh, speaking of mobile, though, uh, Take Two expects almost half of its sales this year to come from Zynga's mobile games. And some IGN. Um, they just released their first set of earnings since uh, it fully acquired mobile developer and publisher Zynga, and it looks like the mobile uh, is already playing an absolutely massive role in the publisher's future. Take Two's net bookings for the quarter were up forty-one percent year over year, and no small part thanks to Zynga. And recurring consumer spending was up 48% and accounted for 73% of that total. Again, largely thanks to Zynga. Uh, though NBA 2K22 and Tiny Tina's Wonderlands 
also played a role. Uh, then there's a bunch of other numbers. I don't know why I put that in there. Um, in a call with IGN ahead of today's earnings uh, release, CEO Strauss Zelnick affirmed the company's strategy to use its mobile flexibility to create more mobile spinoffs of its existing IP, assuming the conditions were right. Uh, I'm just worried, or I'll get your guys' opinion on this. Like, How do you feel about... Are we getting to a point where these companies are going to lean more into mobile and the traditional you know, triple A console experiences are going to dwindle. Possibly. <laughs> Let's break the silence. <laughs> I feel like the numbers are poorly reflected because the like concept of like mobile game whales exist where like single people can account for $25,000 of revenue in a mobile game. Mm-hmm. And like that massively skews the average so if they're just like they see the money there and they're just like oh great like this people are paying this much money for the services that we provide or for this like particular game then let's just fully invest into mobile and then it's like well actually if you had taken that money and fully invested into console you actually make way more money because you're making money from more people rather than just like catering to the few whales of mobile games do you think that's true though if they if they invested that money into console it would make more because a lot of people are 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 want they want the single player experiences those are hard to monetize uh after the initial purchase right so a lot of companies you know are hesitant to focus solely on single player games and then the multiplayer games kind of have the mobile aspect of them where they have you know recurrent payments and stuff well maybe it wouldn't be necessarily like more money but i mean i guess it comes down to what they want do they want to have multiple happy customers that will come back time and time again in the long run to give them more money? Or do they want to abandon those people in favor of the people that will give them a lot of money now and just say, screw you to the people that would have given them more in the long term? Yeah, I guess this is the danger of... Um, uh, oh my God, it's left my head. Capitalism? <laughs> and so well, you want no. to be greedy in the short term or greedy in the long term? Oh, um, um, them being a publicly traded company, right? The consumer isn't necessarily their only concern. Yeah, it's true. also the shareholders, right? Um, and so, I guess they want to make money. They're going to make money. Yeah, it it seems like the more time goes on, and like a late stage capitalist world, I guess that. Especially, I guess it's just especially glaring because the change has happened so quickly in the gaming industry where like it used to be that games were made by gamers that making the games that they wanted to play and that was appreciated by other gamers. And so games that were made were made because they like wanted to be made and there was a lot of care and passion put in them. But now because there's such a huge media like mainstream uh, mainstream media format it's become very bureaucratic and very corporate and it's just become these massive corporations heading up a couple of ips or buying up other gaming companies and with the intention of just constantly making profit and growth year over year never-ending growth which actually is not like realistically possible so then you get these games that are being made maybe by you know a handful of the developing team that actually cares about making it 
But then, you know, the vast majority of people, and certainly more frequently, the higher up you go in the company, are just making it because it's a means of making money. They don't actually care about the the product at the end of the day. They just want to see black on the bottom line instead of red. It's that balance between art and and you know running a company, right? You need to make money to you know um, you got to pay the employees and stuff, so they have a living. Well, there's something else I wanted to point out here too. So I'm on the Zynga website, and they got a bunch of games on here that we know, like Farmville and. Empire and puzzles is constantly advertised to me and stuff. And then they have what seemingly is like a Willy Wonka uh, license. Cause they have a couple of Willy Wonka games and stuff like that. Willy but there Wonka are games. Yeah. There's Wonka's world of candy is one of them. And there was another one on the list to match three game or something. <laughs> Probably. Uh, but the oh, okay. thing is, is that I noticed there's two, at least in this feature games, like carousel of games here. Uh, there's two. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, casino games. Or at least two that are like blatantly casino games. One is Game of Thrones slot casino, and another Jesus one is <laughs> is play poker online. And so I was curious, like I, obviously casinos themselves, the real ones, the what like brick and mortar, make an absolute crap ton of money. I assume the online ones make a crap ton of money too. I don't know how much disparity there is there between the two, but point of the matter being, I'm surprised. I wonder how much of the of the zynga money comes from these casino like experiences because there's other stuff in here too like words with friends too we, we used to play words with friends you know like everybody else used to back in the day the first one anyway and stuff like that and draw with friends or draw something or whatever the heck what it was called happened to draw something got old and got sick and tired of getting them notifications at least that's what happened to me i was like jesus i can't i don't want to draw something right now like fuck that's being um, college that was when we were playing it that's crazy yeah so but like i just wonder whether like I, I know some obviously some mobile games bring in absolute shit tons of money, but I wonder how much of this money overall with Zynga is due to just people straight up gambling in these online casinos and online casino like games. Because that is a way different experience than like a triple A, double A or any sort of uh, console or PC game, like mm-hmm. more traditional console or PC game. It's actually a very good episode of Mythic Quest um, that kind of deals with that uh, that journey of starting out as a passion project because you're doing something you love and and, and care about, and it and then the the corporate uh, takeover kind of deal. Episode five, season one. Watch it. Watch it now. Did you just did somebody say should have happened? What was that? Shouldn't have happened. No, I thought that somebody somebody just said it shouldn't have happened. Oh, and I guess if I'm pitching an Apple TV Plus show, I should say I'm a Apple show. Damn it! Every time. <laughs> Actually, I just realized, like I scrolled down because I was looking at the featured games, like I said, and under all games, just looking at the first few here because they are alphabetical, I believe. Yes, they are. Um, we got Black Diamond Casino, Bid Wist Plus, which has cards in the in the graphic, which I assume is some sort of gambling game. Um, again, I don't know whether these are like, you know, you're gambling with real money or what the hell they are, but these are definitely at the very least they're cro- like there's gin rummy plus stuff like that. So I wonder like how much of this stuff is real gambling. And if it is like an actual full on casino, there's wizard of Oz slots in here. Wonky Willy Wonka slots. So like how, <laughs> how much of this is like a real quote unquote real E casino. And then how much of the, well, cause, cause it's like, we don't play any casino games. 
sort of like going to the casino in GTA five. <laughs> like we don't play any. So what market is this? Right. It's probably not. And say, Willy the Wonka gamer. is for kids, right? Willy Wonka is like a kid's show. I, kids I suppose so. Yeah. It's, it's weird. That's very weird. It's like, it would be like gambling with SpongeBob. Like, <laughs> you know, gambling, gambling with SpongeBob. Like it's, That's it's what he's most well known for. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm just I'm just worried that the the money that mobile brings in is just going to be too, uh, what do you call it, too appetizing, too, too lucrative, too yeah, tempting, too seductive. Mm, good word. Yeah. And so I'm just uh, and and I'm playing mobile games. Um, I'm st- I'm still playing Diablo. Uh, so I'm part of the problem, and I uh, I need an intervention. You know what? Yeah, you are part of the problem. Yeah, you know what? Get this guy out of here. Yeah, he's biased. Well, what would? How would you? So, like right now, you feel. Let's just say your spare time with, I don't know. Let's just say f- for the sake of argument or example, like let's say it's fifty percent mobile games, or let, let's say your gaming time. Would it be fifty percent mobile game and then fifty percent say console game or PC? No, I probably play console games more still. I don't think so, I'm there yet. So, like, I guess the question would be, if for whatever reason you you were away from your consoles and stuff, would you game as much as you do now in terms of the amount of hours and just fill it all with mobile because you would have your phone on you? If, or if I was away from mobile games, yeah. If you're away from your console, or would the would the mobile game not fill the void of time? No, I think it can now because you are getting console like experiences on mobile, right? Right. So I, I think it definitely could take over if I didn't have that console. Like it'd be it'd be awesome to play, and I guess you can on a Steam Deck. Um, it'd be awesome to play Spider Man like uh, on the go or something. Hmm. I saw people playing Spider Man on there; it looked cool. And I think it was uh, they they made it like optimized for whatever they call it. I thought it was Steam Deck, like Steam Deck approved, checkmark, verified. I think yeah, I think you were telling me though that doesn't always mean it runs great. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, I mean like Elden Ring is verified, but it it's not like you're going to be able to run Ellen ring at like medium settings and get 60 FPS kind of thing. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to see it run on a, on an iPad. Um, I have a pretty old iPad pro and it seems to handle um, games pretty well. And I can like crank the, uh, the graphics and frame rates and stuff um, kills the battery, but uh, it can still run it. So. Well, you were saying that my iPad, I guess it's the seventh gen. And it's just an iPad. It's not an iPad Pro or anything, mm-hmm. uh, or Air, whatever versions it has. It's just iPad. <laughs> you just bought the normal iPad, yeah. It's, yeah, just just iPads, iPad seventh iPad gen. Just trying to be clear with yeah. which model I have, because obviously the specs are a lot different. Um, but like you were, you said, oh, try Diablo, and then I think you said something like you weren't really expecting it to run that well, and it r- runs just fine. And I, I didn't think it was going to have any trouble. Like you could fool me if you handed me a new iPad and then you handed me mine. Like it's not like my iPad is lagging. Or well, have battery get, problems or anything. So like I don't like I would you you could confuse me. Like you could definitely trick me. You're like this is a new device. I'm like sure. Well, I, I get stutters on mine every now and then. Now I'm not sure if that's network or if it's if it's a game. But I did turn it up to 60 FPS. I don't know if you were still running yours at 30. I think I just left it at whatever it suggested. That was probably 30 then. I think it's there's 30 by default. Okay. Because it'll warn you like if you set it to 60, you, your 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 phone can overheat or whatever device you're on can overheat. The game can crash. All this stuff. So I uh, I just got an iPad eighth generation. So maybe Ooh. I'll try Diablo on that. That's one of the head of Matt's. So yeah, you said seven, yeah. right, Matt? Wait, are you gonna, I got a seventh gen. Yeah, are you going to return this iPad? You returned like two iPads and something. No, because I because I didn't pay for this one. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> he stole I know, it? No, I know somebody. Five who, finger discount. I know somebody who had three iPads and this person only ever used one <laughs> at a time. I said, as humans hey. do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, because there was there was just like two iPads sitting in a drawer not being used. And it's like, I'm thinking about buying an iPad. And this person's like, no, don't buy one here. Just take one of these. So this person just gave me an eighth generation <laughs> <Different> iPad. <laughs> that's so, that's so <laughs> random. So yeah. I, uh, I got what you need. Oh, you can play Diablo Immortal. Join me, Adriano. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll we'll reschedule uh, Borderlands. No, no. Let's, back of it. let's do <laughs> play the let's mobile edition on your iPad. Is there a mobile? Is there a mobile of Borderlands other than the Vita one? It wouldn't surprise me, honestly. <laughs> it's the absolute <laughs> worst version to play a good game. B- Borderlands slots. That's what we want, right? <laughs> Borderlands the claptrap. Idle, <laughs> idle champion. Oh, uh, there are slot machines in Borderlands. Yeah, I was gonna say Borderlands would probably. Yeah, Borderlands would probably oh, yeah. make, make the one set, one franchise that makes sense as a gambling, like a slot machine. <laughs> uh, in fact, I'm surprised I didn't see Borderlands themed slots while I was in Vegas because they had a themed machines mm. over any franchise you could think of were, were there. This one's this one's free 2K. You can have this Borderlands mobile game slot game mm. where you where you gamble. You you do like slot machines. And then you get, um, you get like different customized, like randomized guns that can have random buffs or whatever. And then you also get like random abilities for your for your character class. And then it's an idle game as well because then you you use the the loot that you get from the the slot machines, and then you give them to your characters and send them out to do missions. And then nice. you level up. It's like an idle RPG. That one's free to Hell yeah. be a terrible game, but it would make you a lot of money. I was going to say this, this sounds dreadful already. Like. Yeah, it's, not, it's garbage. <laughs> I would, I would, this is the kind of game that I would blast on Twitter for being shit. And then it would do really well. <laughs> and then you'd make it, it'd make a billion. <laughs> then make a billion dollars. Yeah. What a world we live in, eh? All right. Our final story for the week. <laughs> Just a general statement of, Despair. Yeah, what, what a world, world anyway. no one answers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, Google is testing uh, launching cloud games directly from the search results. This is from IGN uh, the, and the Nerf, the Nerf reports. The Nerf reports Bryant Chapel noted in a series of tweets below that the new feature appears to be rolling out across the uh, search giant's uh, results page. It gives users the ability to directly launch a cloud game from the search results using Google Stadia as well as other cloud services. The addition of a play button to select search uh, to select search search results allows you to launch the game uh, you search for directly from Stadia, provided it exists on the platform. Uh, and it's a neat step neat step forward when it comes to integrating. Oh no! Bye, yeah. Ryan. I assume Ryan's dead. Shit. I mean, that's that's we're used to it at this point. Uh. I'll read the thing then. So the Nerf reports Bryant Chapel. I know some of this is repeated, but the Nerf reports Bryant Chapel noted in a series of tweets below that the new feature appears to be rolling out across the search giants result pages. It gives users the ability to directly launch a cloud game from the search results using Google Stadia, as well as other cloud services. The addition of a play button to select search results allows you to launch the game you search for directly from Stadia provided it exists on the platform and that's a neat step forward when it comes to integrating cloud gaming across the Google platform however when IGN attempted to replicate these results uh, we did not 
find that the impressive new, we did not find the impressive new feature. Uh, so they don't know whether this is geolocked or simply being rolled out, et cetera, et cetera, or possible A-B testing in progress. Well, I, I actually thought, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, I, please. I guess this kind of kills that earlier rumor from like two weeks ago of Stadia kind of uh, being killed off by Google. That was just some random mm-hmm. like offhanded thing on Twitter. And then somebody uh, just added Stadia and they were like, hey, are you like shutting down anytime soon? And they were like, no, we've not said anything about doing that. We've got lots of stuff planned for Stadia. Stadia is still in the books for uh, a, a while to come. So that, like the rumors were going around, but they immediately debunked them. Yeah. And that was such an infuriating story to see pop up. Because you look at the sources, it's like, this is a screen cap of somebody's message with like no backup source whatsoever. Yeah, no and it no was, context. It was just like the perfect representation of how certain journalism is just dead and anybody would just report anything. as It's anything. all about the clicks. Anything that yeah. will get people to be like, oh my God, I have Stadia. Like, or, oh, hell yeah, finally Stadia is dead. Anyone who wants to click that article, they, they want that. And then you go into the article and it's like seven paragraphs about the the history of stadia the ups and downs and it's like and then after you scroll through all the random just bs that is just there to fluff the article for word count so that it pops up in more searches on google then uh the actual one paragraph at the end is like one user reported that maybe possibly stadia might or might not be in the works at google for a while but we don't know thanks for reading Oh my god. <laughs> and that's yeah. like half of just like potential <laughs> journalism now. Especially for gaming when it's just like a, uh, an industry of of rumors a lot of the time. Just like, hey, we're doing a rumor roundup and it's like, yeah, but, but this is not substantiated at all. There's no there's no official like people in the industry. It's just people on Twitter talking. Yeah. This is just like, hey, I bet you like Spider-Man on play on PC would be cool like 4 years ago and it's like has anybody at Sony said that they would do this? No. So it's just some guy speculating. Let, yes. Let's cover. Right. Yeah. Let, let, let's, let's cover it. Cover let's that. cover it fully. Yeah. <laughs> let me get my word document out. Just type a bunch of shit and screen cap it and send that. And... <laughs> like, like actually, though. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, that was a fear or anything, but I guess this kind of seems like they are still continuing to do something with Stadia. Um, although I like the Google Stadia catalog is not that extensive, so. If you actually like look up the Google Stadia catalog, it's um, I guess like it's yeah, if you can if you can easily write it into to have it launch on a search. I'm trying to actually launch Stadia right now and I can't seem to find it in the there it is, Google services. Um Okay, got it. Yeah. I, I was gonna say that if there was oh any, which it, which doesn't sound like there is anything behind that, that the Google Stadia shutdown. But I was going to say, if if there was anything at all, I thought maybe this is this is like an indicator that it's not that Google Stadia, if it were going to be shut down, it wouldn't be that the service would be shutting down. It'd be that Google would change it to like Google Games, and it would be more more closely related to search because this search thing makes a lot of sense to me, um, especially. If we think about this in terms of a lot of phones have search bars um, or even just the search widget or the Google app itself, whatever, and people will search obviously right there. And it would be pretty convenient to just type in like Assassin's Creed and then just literally press play on Assassin's Creed. 
because mm-hmm. it's, it, it's entirely possible that like uh, there we're, we're seeing like kind of indicators of this and then it kind of goes back and forth and maybe maybe this isn't where things are going but there's like one way that sort of the overall ux of i guess computing can go and that is that like right now we're kind of siloed in a lot of things where you know you go to the facebook app you go to the twitter app and you go to these different social networks or you go to the uh, photo editor app and then you share from the photo editor app to instagram for example a lot of these apps have integrations so the walls are not you know super sturdy or whatever like there's there is some um like what would you say like there's definitely like there's there's connections there but it's not like it's not like the it's not it's not like wide open you don't have the editor be like right in the Instagram app somehow. So it's, it's entirely possible. Like this is one indicator that those walls could be starting to break down where you start getting to the point where you go, you Google search for whatever. And then it's just like a seamless experience into a game or a seamless experience. And in our case already into YouTube or into TikTok or into whatever. I know some of those integrate better than others, but instead of us going like, Oh, I'll, I'll Google search this click on the Reddit link that comes up in the Google search, then the Reddit app opens or it opens the website and it bugs you to open the Reddit app. Like it's entirely possible that those silos will start kind of coming down and it'll be more about the service and less about how exactly it's delivered. So I could see this becoming something if computing goes in that direction, which is, I guess, kind of up to the market. Man, I was like kind of, I was prepared to go all in on stadia like i thought that it had a lot of potential and the like small launch window or not window but launch uh like lineup uh kind of deterred me and i was like oh i'm gonna wait for a bit and then it just never really took off the way i thought it would beyond that i remember you were saying how cool it was and you said that there was like a filter or something that like made the game look like as if it was like a van gogh painting or something they were showing off because ai or machine learning or something something like that for Stadia? I don't remember this at all. Yeah, there was like something you said that you saw like a demo of it or like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm almost certain this oh, happened. The, it was uh, like, the, uh, the, the actual game. Yes, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a game release. I thought you were saying that it was like a filter for all games on Stadia. Oh, I, I thought it was, so I was just wrong that way. I thought, no, I thought was, that's what you meant. A, no, it was a game release. I can't remember, but it was it's like a basically a love letter to the art, the life and times of Van Gogh. Uh, but it, it was just a just like a pretty artsy indie game. Can't remember what it was called now, though, but it was a pretty somber, like retelling of Van Gogh's story. Which, I mean, it's a pretty classic, tragic artist story, if you're familiar with Van Gogh at all. So, I, I'm not, but uh, well, but the like, listener is okay. So, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the the painter that cho- that chopped off his ear, his own ear, Matt. The painter that I believe tried to sort of had a falling out with everyone in his life, and then tried to marry his cousin and then cut his ear off and sent it to her uh what's going on (laughs) yeah i don't know what to tell you i believe he lived like in kind of more of a recluse life in france and really kind of kind of soft by himself anyway it was tragic a mad man a (laughs) madman that that expressed through his uh, through his paintings i'm looking at uh i'm looking at my quite extensive google stadia library that i have courtesy of family sharing and my brother because everything that he buys is in my library now I should actually pick out like a game and just try this the thing, the thing of, with uh, hmm? 
I was going to say, are there a lot of free-to-play offerings on Google Stadia right now? I don't know free-to-play. Um, if you have that Stadia Pro, which there's, I assume there's a trial, uh, there is like a collection of games, kind of like a games with gold, similar thing. Yeah. I don't know whether it rotates and you claim them forever or how that works, but I know there's some no, sort of rotating you don't, collection. you don't claim them. It's the same. It's similar as PS. Uh, I guess it's similar to... I don't actually I don't know what it would be similar to. You um it's unlike anything you've ever seen. Yeah, you you pretty much it's just I think it's in your Google Stadia library. And then because my brother has Google Stadia Pro, it's in his lot, everything's in his library because he shares his Google account with me. I have it in my library. So I if uh actually I just try to share my screen with you guys, but I think you disabled it. Um uh I have like a lot in here. Uh the thing is, the thing is, is that like, at least for me, it's sort of a question of like, would I want to start like a whole new gaming account? Like yeah. I have an Xbox but and I have all my streaming have, in there. And stuff. The upside is you have this. You have this account already. It's just your Google account. It's Google. my Google account, but it's not it has no, nothing associated with it. There's no achievements. There's no friends list. There's no messages yeah. like That's already. There's true. no. And so it's like I'm building it's not hard like it's not like I'm going to you know be hard pressed to reconstruct some sort of gaming account on Stadia in, have, in whatever way I can but I have tried four in here apparently um Jesus I didn't even know they made a third one yeah <laughs> so, so I'm trying three is that game that we I believe it's the game that we tried three times with Aaron the first time we tried it all of us be, we beat the first level which was the tutorial and we all crashed the second time I loaded to a black screen, Aaron appeared in the second level, but it didn't begin. And Ryan appeared back at the end of the first level. And that scenario happened twice. And then I uninstalled trying and never tried any of the other ones ever again. So I have some, okay. I'm going to just name off some of the bigger triple a games in here, um, that are being shared, uh, like resident evil seven control ultimate edition, um, and then I have things like Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, Doom Eternal, Doom Jedi Fallen Order, Borderlands 3, Cyberpunk, uh, Avengers Red Dead Redemption 2. So maybe I'll pick one of these just to try it out. Um, oh, the Metro, yeah, the Metro games are in here as well. So, oh, Destiny 2, then, uh, and then. So, cause like, like for me with Stadia, I wasn't ever going to willingly play something in here, but there was going to be games in here that I would use if I, I would play if I had to. Um, so for instance, I canceled my PS plus subscription and I'm playing the division, which I need to wrap up with, with another group before that expires at the end of October we would probably want to play the division two and there's no fucking way that I'm starting the, I'm not starting out my PS plus for that again, but that same group also had are also on Google stadia. So we said that we would just play the division two on Google stadia. So like that would be a game that I would just buy outright on there and, and play here. It is currently $40 on stadia. Is this a, 
is this a uh, like a PC game then? Like this isn't a console game. When you play a P- when you play a Stadia game, it's a PC. Game. As far as I understand, yes, you're playing the PC version of the game. Except there are there are mm. extensive settings stripped out. Like you, like you're not you're not going in That's and tweaking true. like certain. You're not you're not picking a performance mode. You're like or any sort of low, medium, high settings. You're not doing any sort of like advanced settings like that. I think VSync is automatically on. Which is funny because um, that's all like very just console in, in line yeah. with console. Yeah. So I wonder what the priority is. I think I maybe they figure it's a better experience to start start high and strip things away rather mm-hmm. than start lower on console. Lower I also think it's I also think it's because people may be playing at their PC. So just the fact that swapping from keyboard and mouse to controller is also fairly seamless. It also has most games have input support for all the major controllers. So not only not only do you have your PC, but you can actually just run a PlayStation, Xbox or Nintendo controller and it will just pick mm-hmm. it up immediately. Mm-hmm. So uh, hey, Caesar. Hey. Um, well, one thing I was going to say is that if it is like a modified version of the PC, which is basically just like a Stadia version. Like I'm looking here on Reddit and like, this is just a, you know, a thread that I'm reading randomly. It's 2019. And this person's asking whether it's PC or console versions of games. And the first, con- the first answer here is that it will be the Stadia version. This is from 2019. So again, take this with a grain of salt. Stadia the Stadia version. <laughs> but, well, Great, but the thing is though, is that it kind of is if they're stripping out even anything. And what I was going to say is, is that if this was just PC or just Xbox or just console, like just Xbox or just PlayStation, it would be easier for them to get a larger collection for this alleged search feature, of, which is like the story. But because they have to do any sort of manipulation, it's going to be harder to get people to come on board because it's going to be like, do we have to now maintain another version? And even though it's extremely similar to our PC version or our console version or whatever it, it is, it's going to be a pain in the ass. Whereas the streaming version of, say, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate or whatever, Xbox Game Streaming, those are Xbox games. So for the most part, or maybe even entirely, it's just, you know, you make your traditional layout of uh, Xbox, PC, and PS5, if that's if you're going cross, cross-gen type of thing. And then you your Xbox version can just work on the cloud. And I think that, so like, it kind of sounds like Stadia is having trouble because it's obviously not an established gaming platform or not as established as say Xbox and and PlayStation, but it's also struggling because you have to convince people like, Hey, make a, make a different version of of your game to run on Stadia. Specifically. Like that's such a big ask. Yeah. Especially when it's like, when it's like, Oh, it's streaming only. And it's, you have to purchase it. It's sort of like, Oh, okay. Like this is a little bit like, because game streaming right now feels at least to me like a value add it's cool that i can game stream and it's nice when i don't have something updating and and like Mm -hmm. we want to play like we did back for blood but it's not a central feature it's not essential yeah it's not like i would get rid of my game pass subscription if they had to take game streaming away for a week or something i wouldn't be like completely screwed or something um so it's just it just feels (laughs) weird to go streaming full time I get it if you want to be super minimalist with your gaming or you are on the go all the time and you do have reliable internet or what have you totally makes sense. But it just, if the, if these are truly difficult to make versions of the games, it's uh, going to be a hard, hard sell. I would like to see the numbers on like what, what percentage of people are actually regularly streaming like that, because I feel like it's pretty niche, but if you've ever actually like used it yourself, 
it is actually pretty great. Like I've been doing it with the with the Steam Deck a little bit more this week, and like it is honestly pretty pretty nice to be able to be playing something on my computer, and then it's like later at at night or whatever. Kayla's like watching Netflix. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna pop it on the Steam Deck and just go into the other other room, and it's just seamless. Uh, I That's did great. play some of Destiny Two on Stadia actually, and it was it felt it was pretty responsive and and seamless. It felt like I was. Playing. actually there yeah oh actually yeah. in destiny yeah. yeah so from from i know that there's cross i think there's some cross play what with some games on stadia and from what i understand the games that do cross play on stadia cross play with pc versions on other notable launchers right. but not like console for example no not not console right. and then on the flip side the xbox stuff when you're running xcloud you're actually running a virtual xbox so mm. that's that's how so that's yeah because so when you do xbox ultimate which is the xbox x cloud you get to stream all the xbox game pass titles not the pc game pass titles if that makes sense mm-hmm. this is uh this is interesting that we we're at a point where there's ways there's a different ways to experience the same version. Like you could play on Xbox series S series X or Xbox one with streaming. If it's a series game. And in some cases you can also experience it on like in the browser, in an app, whatever. And like I'm, I'm talking Xbox game streaming. So you have like all these ways to experience basically the same version of the game, right? The, the Xbox console version, but then you can also like have it on PC and sometimes there's cross save, but then also sometimes the PC version is not compatible with the console version, even if they're both on, as we had before the update with Overcooked 2, where we had like trouble where we couldn't like play across different versions too well, or maybe not even at all at first and stuff like that. Like we're getting to the point where it's going to, it's starting to get confusing. It's like, if I buy the Stadia version, because I, I looked up another Reddit thread, which is a little newer, and everyone's saying it's this—it's just the Stadia version. So it's like, who the fuck can I play with? Like, you know what I mean? It's—it's it's now a question. It's almost like I wish maybe there is because I don't use Stadia, but maybe there. Like, I hope there's some sort of like crossplay indicator somewhere that lets us know, hey, this is crossplay with Xbox. This is crossplay with. You know, all Ubisoft uh, or like Ubisoft has their own crossplay thing. So, you know, it works with any other version of this game. Like, you know, Division 2 works with the the, P- the PC version, the P- PS5 version, the Stadia version, etc. cetera. Uh, what a mess. <laughs> like- <laughs> That's what uh, I played. I tried playing Dauntless on Epic Games Store, Epic Games Launcher uh, sometime last year, maybe the year, whenever it came out. And what I really like about that uh, the game itself was mediocre, but what was cool about the crossplay is you automatically crossplayed with everyone immediately, and you could not crossplay. And when you're partied up with random players, beside their name was an it wasn't even just like a like a shitty label; it was the actual proper logo of it of their respective console. So PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch all had the actual PlayStation logo, Xbox logo, and the Nintendo Switch logo worked into their label. And then on PC, whether you were playing through, uh, whether you're Epic Games or whatever, it was then just like a little generic PC icon. But it's just like you knew exactly where they were coming from, which console, which I right. which I found really cool. It's like, why can't all crossplay games do this? I also wonder that where like someone something like 
uh, Fortnite will have the Xbox ver- like the Xbox logo on the Xbox, and then it will just show like a like a generic console. Uh, if they're on console or just mm-hmm. like a, I mean, a generic PC, but PCs are kind of different, but like, they'll just show like a PC icon, but it's sort of like then on the PlayStation version, they have the PlayStation icon. It's sort of like, is Xbox not allowed to show PlayStation and PlayStation not allowed to show Xbox? Is this like a, like a, like a spat they're having? That's what I was wondering with Dauntless. <laughs> it's like I, as a PC player, I'm seeing all the respective logos, but I'm wondering if I was on PlayStation, would I see the Nintendo and the Xbox logo, or if I was on Xbox and Nintendo, would I see the other logos? Like, is it because I'm on PC, I get to see those, the branded stuff? Weird, weird, we're in a weird spot. <laughs> we got games running in, allegedly running in, in Google searches, and they're, they're like specifically Stadia games. We got like multiple game launchers on PC that sometimes run in different servers for online. And it's, it's you guys, uh, it's a hell of a landscape. Guys, remember God Galaxy 2.0? Remember that thing? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, that thing's still around. Obviously, the GOG store is still around, but I remember it was supposed to be like the end-all be-all, and it it was not. It's too slow. And you need the other launchers anyway. Yeah. So it's just redundant. (laughs) The one thing that I didn't like was that it integrates differently with each of the services. So I found that I think it was with PlayStation. It grabs anything that you have achievements or trophies in. Maybe it's with the Xbox, but it, it grabs anything that you that you like have like that you have played. So even if you like rented it, if it's really old on PS3, or if you um, you know you've, you you didn't purchase it, you borrowed the disc from a friend or something. It it's it adds it to your collection, and then. The other console, like whichever, whichever this one was. So this one was PlayStation. They would be Xbox. The Xbox has like official or it actually does have official support. And I believe it is the Xbox that does not do that. It knows what you actually own and what you do not. And it's just like this inconsistency where it's like, I guess I could use GOG to quickly take a look if I own something, but I might still not. Do you know <laughs> like what? Do you know what helps with ownership and tracking what you have? Oh, and don't you dare have tell me about that Excel spreadsheet. That an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, but I want something to do it automatically. I don't want to manually enter it. The no, thing I love see, about I, don't, the, uh, I, I don't trust things that do it automatically because they always fuck it up. No, sure, they will. <laughs> they will. But I just, I just, I want something else to handle it, not me. You know I what would be much- the ultimate check? It would be one that does it automatically. But it, it adds it to like a category or some sort of uh, some sort of taxonomy, as they call it in the in the, the the online world. And you, they have like a tag on there where it says like unverified, and then you could just go through and verify. Oh it's yeah, sort of, you know, sort of like to, how Google Photos mm-hmm. says like, is this the same person? And you can like yeah. make it learn someone's face better. I because like I tried to use third party like game vault apps as a, as a lot, lot that they were marketed towards. And I would start doing it, but it's like, okay, you don't let me add in more than one copy or distinguish how many. It was they're very bare bones and basic. And then I remember when I stopped using one specifically, when it didn't even find this one game. It's like, oh, we don't have this in the database, so you can't add it. It's like, can I just add like a manual entry? Like, let me just take a photo of this and put in the information myself. It's like, no, you, if it does, if we can't find the barcode, you can't add it. It's like, all right, this is fucking dumb. And that's when I started my spreadsheet. That that's bizarre. Yeah, that's bizarre that you couldn't just add one. That's weird. Yeah. There was one I used to use that um, it was like so new that you couldn't change your password. And I emailed them like 
just to figure out how to change your password. And they said, oh, you have to hit forget or forgot my password. They'll send you an email and then you reset it that way. Uh, that I'm not surprised. A lot of a lot of these. Sometimes the easiest way to change your password is to say you just forgot it instead. A of lot actually of people do that now. Yeah, a lot of services yeah. actually do that now. So maybe they were ahead of their time. I thought well, you meant like I, you I literally was, couldn't even do that. <laughs> I think it was a single dev. I think. Uh, yeah. So and and I I actually don't mind some uh, some like shopping mm-hmm. apps, especially like fast food service apps, like Tim Hortons on iOS won't do a password system. They'll just do a link to sign in. So it's like, oh, hey, yeah. what's your account? And you say, this is my email for my account. And said, okay, we sent you a sign-in link. Go click the link. And it then signs you into the app. So it's like, you don't even have to worry about a password. Yeah. You just need to be able to have access to email. I'm just like, that is what I would actually want. So I don't, I don't mind that. To, yeah. yeah, I don't even have to worry about passwords anymore. Just give me a link into my inbox. But one of the things I really like about... Um the Apple TV app is like, it tracks everything for, for me. So I add what I want to watch or it has my like iTunes purchased library and it, it tracks it all for me. When I watch something, it, it, um, it marks it as played and it keeps my play position. And when you click on it, it just launches the app and it takes you right to it. I want something like that, but for games Mine, and I thought God was going to be that, but it's not quite as uh, no, seamless. Def- definitely not. And, and like a, a lot, a lot of the, the tie-in accounts on GOG were crashing for me. I had to reconnect them. Constantly. I have two that are broken. PlayStation and Ubisoft will not connect anymore. Yeah. I think those are, those are, those are like community supported though. So I'm not, I'm not like harping on those. They're not but official. Like it, yeah, yeah. The Xbox one kept on unlinking for me. So, um, and then the, the Apple TV app kept, it was not syncing properly. It was not like updating my Disney plus stuff. So it's like, okay, this is, this doesn't serve my needs. If you tried that at the early part of Disney plus launching, um, that might've been Disney, Disney's issue. Cause they had some issues with, with tracking. Um, no, this was played stuff. This is recent. Like during Miss Marvel, it was doing that. Oh, cause I, I've used it like consistently for the last like couple of years. And, and even on my old crappy internet, it was it was keeping my my play location. I, I once, in just, a, once in a blue moon, it would screw up, and I'd have to yeah. just go into the app and fix it. But I also just don't know if it's just like me having two iPhones, an iPad, <laughs> a, an app on my PlayStation, and then like my PC. All like I don't know if it's just it trying to figure the f- things out. It's like okay, there's too many versions going on here, so that's probably what it is. So, yeah. Google Stadia, everyone. Google Stadia. Uh, one last thing, because I wasn't part of the conversation because my internet crapped out. Um, I just want to, like, I, I I have better internet now, and I think it should be good enough to stream games. And it's still not good enough for me, at least. I don't know if it's a sensitivity issue of the latency, if some people just, you know, don't actually notice it or don't care. But it's just not to the point where I could actually use it on a day-to-day basis. Because you were, I remember you were streaming something at Matt's house. So I think it was one of the Witcher titles. Yeah, you're just uh, Witcher G4s. And, and Tomb Raider. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? That was fine. Okay. So it's probably still just the latency coming into it's, your. It, it could be my ISP. Yeah. Which um, is a whole, a whole deal. So. All right. Let's move on to what we're playing. Um, Matt, what are you playing? Me? What the fuck? Uh, I finished a bunch of stuff this week, actually. Yeah, you did. Uh, hell yeah, I did. First thing I finished was Ghostwire Tokyo and deleted it immediately. Thank Christ. Um, I <laughs> know that people... I Was that? Was the ending worth it? It wasn't. It was a horrible okay. game. Um, 
Now, I will say this. A <laughs> I, lot was, of people... I was really looking forward to playing that, actually. I actually got excited <laughs> for that game. Well, I'm going to say this. This, this. this is my this is my like thing is that the Metacritic score, I believe, is in the nines for the user score. And the uh, Metacritic at last check for the critics was in the 70s, probably like around 75, if memory serves. Um, now, whether this has changed recently, I don't know, but I think that there, I think that there's just a lot of people that are like a really big fan, and this is an assumption of specifically the uh, the ethereal weaving, which is the magic that you do, and uh, hopefully I said that correctly, and also like just running around like a like a modern city, like a, like Tokyo, just running around in it, which is what kept me in it. Both of those things kept me in it for the first say half. And then once I realized I was only halfway through, kind of everything just fell to pieces. I also have a major complaint about the story, and I won't go into spoilers, but the end has this huge walking section that explains a bunch of the story to you. And it tells you a bunch of the story and a bunch of why I should care about these characters. And I don't give a single fuck. You didn't tell me about these characters all that much throughout the game. It was kind of hinted at. It was talked about. It wasn't hidden, but it wasn't talked about that much. And then to have this huge walking section when I've only more or less heard what I would say is like not quite rumor, but like just little bits of like, I'm like a little more than an acquaintance with these people is kind of how I feel. And for me to care if they live, die, did this, did that. I don't, I don't care. Um, <laughs> so like, like, you know, it's unfortunate, but I just don't give a fuck. Are there, are there like branching character relationship options that like can you like, be on good terms with one character, bad terms another. Does it lead to character demises or alternate endings or anything like that? Or is it just all the same? This is a very, very standard open world. There's none of that. It's okay. very much there's story quests, there's side quests. That's it. You do gotcha. like, and then there's like points of the game, specifically two I can think of where it'll say, if you continue to the next point, uh, then, you know, these, these quests and it'll list the side quests will be locked out. And then there's one at the end. So the second one is at the end where it just says this is a point of no return. And that's it. So there's side quests, main quests, and then open world activities, of course, finding collectibles and those sort of that type of thing. Um, again, the city is super cool. The graphics are eh, like they're really good sometimes and they're really bad sometimes. I actually do like the enemies, but they get boring. Like they're really creepy and like they kind of freaked me out a little bit, but like it just got really boring. They introduce a bunch of them very quickly. And then they don't like change them up too much. Losing my powers is such a cliche that I, I, I hate, I hated that. Uh, like, Oh, just, just go around with a bow and arrow now mm -hmm. with a game that has like not that great of aiming. It's like, Oh, yay. Um, so that's my opinion of it. A lot of people are going to be pissed by that. Cause I know that a lot of people love Ghostwire Tokyo, but I've been talking to somebody else about it and they had the same, same thoughts. It was just like a very, very much almost like an old feeling game. Uh, and like past i think he said around the second chapter or something like that and i was about the same like it was like around the third chapter for me was when i realized like holy fuck like i'm still like i'm still in this damn world um the flying animation looks horrible and also <laughs> I, I learned something interesting and i haven't like tested this myself so take this with a grain of salt but the new game plus is weird you don't keep your powers you don't keep any of that stuff. You keep your you, you keep your uh, your costumes and stuff. So you keep your costumes and all that stuff. But it's a, once again, it's a first person game. I can't see my damn costume except for in cutscenes or in mirrors, maybe. You know, but you, but you know, no, 
<laughs> well, I forgot what I was wearing last time. I was like, oh, I forgot I'm in like a black tracksuit. Like, cool, I guess. No, I, you I don't know. know. You know what you're wearing. That's I didn't. I didn't know what I was wearing for like an hour because I had I took a long break for the game. So anyway, that's Ghostwire Tokyo. It's over. Uh, if you like ethereal weaving, if you like if you like walking around like a modern Japanese city, I mean, power to you. If you're interested in that lore, and I will say the side quests are written well. If you like to just sort of go through a standard open world game, it's probably your your jam. It ain't my jam, uh, or at least it wasn't after it overstayed its welcome. I'll say that for me, it overstayed its welcome, and it's not that long. Um, and then I I beat Elden Ring after a struggle to even get the game to work. <laughs> so, I uh, you guys were talking about an update. And then you started talking about Elden Ring and then you guys went to went to bed and I was like, well, you know what? I could just I could just boot it up and do like one or two tries. I want to go to sleep, too. So like ah, I could do one or two tries, booted it up. For some reason, this game takes forever to uh, it's on Steam for me. I have it on PC and it takes forever for it to update. It took about like an hour and a half to update. So I'm getting really tired at this point. I try to boot it up and it keeps saying that like it's saying like something was detected and I couldn't connect it online. Like I think it says something like inappropriate, something detected, which means that the anti-cheat is uh, like detecting something. And then I finally got into the game and my torso wouldn't load. <laughs> so I had to back out of the game and I did about half an hour to an hour of verification and recovery of files that were missing, which happens almost every single time it's an update this game for me for some reason. And I ended up getting these files, which was fine got the files booted the game up and then beat it in two tries um i sent everyone a text message when i beat it at four <laughs> in the fucking morning and i was just like the like elder elder beast is dead i'm going to bed <laughs> and that was it um i got the ronnie ending and i can't give spoilers because i don't know what happened but i got the ronnie ending and because <laughs> I don't, well, I mean, if that's a spoiler, I don't know what else to tell you. There's a person in the game called Ronnie and you do a quest for her. So I don't know what happened. All I know is her quest is really freaking long and I didn't necessarily want her ending, but I was like, man, I did this quest and I do not want to do it again. So I did that ending and uh, got the achievement for that. And that's it's, it. It's funny because it's the one achievement in the game that I don't have is doing her <laughs> ending. Oh, that's fine. And you've been helping and me. Yeah, but it's like the uh, I feel like that's probably the most common ending. There are three endings to Elden Ring that give you achievements, but there's something like seven endings total or something like that. Um, and I feel like people, as they just sort of casually explore through the game, I mean, you'll you'll meet her. You meet her very early on in the game. And then as you're going through kind of the second uh, main area of the game, it's pretty easy to like start up that quest line and it continues after one of the major uh, like bosses in the game. So I think like a lot of people, myself included, like start doing that quest and they're just like, Oh yeah, this is sick. Like I want to, I want to see this all the way to the end. And then they do. And then they get to the end of the story. And then it's, they also just have happened to like have done enough of Ronnie's story quest or uh, storyline that they, they get that ending. I feel like it's more common than the uh, just like generic ending, which is kind of funny. Is it possible to do one of the endings that does not give you any achievement at all the first time? Yeah. I'd be pissed. It'd be really <laughs> hard, but you could do it because all the other endings are like from completing particular NPC storylines. 
and they're all from like the really convoluted NPCs. There was one ending I didn't even realize one of those NPCs like had a, a, a storyline that went on long enough for it to be <laughs> like an ending. And I was looking at the different endings and I was like, no shit, that person has an ending. So anyway, there's like, there's always something in these games. There's always like one more objective or one more conversation to have with a character. And then it, then you do a thing for them and then it does that ending. But it re- usually requires like a very specific uh, like effort towards that thing for you to get the item to unlock their ending when you finish the game. Oh, good job. There, I was going to say like there, there's, there's some NPC quests in there that like, I definitely got lost. Like after the first step, they're like, go down the road and like talk to my father or something. I'm like, okay. Like to literally to the end of this road. And also this road's all broken and kind of shitty. So like, where's that? Like, it's just instantly don't know where the fuck to go. Like I, I could, I, I can't even imagine getting one of these convoluted things that, that would really piss me off getting one of these super convoluted, <laughs> like character quests doing it, you know, putting the effort in really to, to get it done. And then just being like, yeah, well, no one knows you beat Elden Ring now because you didn't get no achievement. It's like, oh, great. That's real good. Thank you. Yeah, it's the only way that I know my friends have beaten games is I look at their achievement page. Well, I want I wanted that achievement. This is a big <laughs> this is actually an achievement for me to beat a damn FromSoft game. Um, and I wanted that damn achievement. So I got it. But uh that I mean, other than the 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 the, the Fortnite and uh I think that's it. Uh, that that was my week. Tim, what about you? Um, not a lot more Fallout New Vegas on stream, which is a lot of fun because I haven't really played it in a couple of years. So it's been really good to run all around and do the quest lines again that I really enjoy doing and use the weapons that are fun to use and uh, and all that good stuff. Um, and then uh, a little bit of Fall Guys here and there, a little bit of uh, Ellen Ring here and there, just sort of filling uh, free time by chipping away at a couple of levels in, in fall guys or working on a different character build in Elden ring. And, um, but I did actually, uh, use my steam deck more this week than I did last week, which is not a high bar. Cause I didn't use it at all last week. <laughs> um, but I, I did want to talk about, cause like, I, I want to have something to talk about every week on the podcast for the steam deck. And if I, you know, going forward, if I'm using it, but I don't uncover anything different or, have a particular experience that's worth talking about i guess i just like i won't touch on it but the thing i did want to touch uh, touch on this week was that uh in the past i had talked about using uh the the streaming from the steam deck uh Mm. on the steam deck from my my pc version of steam and uh it didn't like work out so well um before i mentioned how like fall guys doesn't actually work properly on the steam deck if you try to install it uh because like the easy anti-cheat like just prevents the game from ever booting up um but what you can do is you can stream it if you've got it installed on your desktop then just stream from your desktop and obviously as i mentioned before your mileage may vary depending on your internet connection and streaming and i mean we we talked about that extensively when we were talking about google stadia but um I, I just, as I was like playing, I've been playing Fall Guys more. I was like, I bet you I could get it to work more smoothly on the Steam Deck if I stream it from my computer and I actually like look into some of the settings and like just see what I can do to make it um, run more smoothly. 
because I tried streaming uh, Elden Ring from my desktop to see if it ran better than installed Elden Ring, and uh, it does not. Don't don't do that if you're gonna Dang. if you really want to play Elden Ring on your Steam Deck, just install it. But um, with uh, with Fall Guys, uh, if you stream it from your desktop, I mean, obviously it's gonna work if it works on your computer because you're just making it basically boot up on your on your desktop and then you're just seeing it on your Steam Deck. And we don't have like I don't think we have necessarily the strongest Wi-Fi connection here, but. Um, like Fall Guys seem to be running fairly well, and then I just sort of went into the settings in uh, in the actual Steam Deck uh, menus, and there was a particular um, menu for local streaming, and actually has functionality for the Steam Link as well. If anyone has one of those, um, which I do, but it never ended up like working very well, unfortunately, either. Even when it was like wired in to our internet. Um, but uh, there are certain things you can do when you go into like the advanced settings uh, menu in terms of like forcing the games that you're streaming from your desktop to run at a certain resolution. You can cap frame rate. You can do a bunch of different things. Um, and in the past, when I had tried to get Fall Guys to work, it ran, but not super well. And it was like pretty impossible to read anything from any of the like UI components in the menus. And uh, I was just like, I'm just going to try filling the stuff. So I set the frame rate cap to 60 and I set the, I forced the resolution to do um, like 1600 by 900, uh, which is, I think, closer to the actual native resolution yeah. of the, of the Steam Deck itself. And uh, it ran great. It was like almost perfect. The quality was really, really good. All the UI elements were super readable. Um, and in terms of like playing it, because it's it's an online game, right? So you need to you're you're syncing your game with uh, like potentially fifty nine other people in a in a game. Um, the inputs were like almost like one to one. Like it felt like I was just playing it on console or or whatever. Um, it, it ran way better. Uh, so might at first sound like a little bit intimidating to like go into the steam deck settings or menus uh if you're the kind of person that really wants to stream things from your desktop and uh have an enjoyable experience doing it to your steam deck but literally all i did was change two settings and then the game started running like way better um so fully fully recommend uh if you're in the niche situation where there's a game that you want to play that isn't Steam Deck verified, uh, but you want to stream it from your desktop. Um, it's it's definitely doable uh, if you if you even just want to fiddle with a couple of settings. So, um, like it's, it's the kind of things that, and I've said before, like I'm not really the most technical user with the uh, with computers, especially, and I'm probably going to, for the most part, with the Steam Deck not make use of most of the functionality on it like that that's available there for optional stuff if you want to um but i there are some things where i'm like you know what if i just go into it and start fooling around and like changing things i'll get a better feel for how it works and then you know once you become more comfortable with the piece of technology you know you can start to get a little bit more out of it right so um i'm gonna try i think every week to like try to do 
try try to use a functionality of the Steam Deck that I haven't done yet, just to see if it's like for my personal experience worth using or not. Hmm. I was going to ask you a question actually about that um, about the Steam Deck. I may have asked this before. Uh, are the how are the sticks in comparison to say like a controller, like an Xbox controller or something that you've used? Um, I tend to use like smaller controllers. Like I think the, uh, the steel series controller, the wireless one that I use for most controller use. Um, it's, it's a little on the like physically smaller side, kind of similar to a switch pro controller. It's not quite as big as a, uh, as an Xbox one, like Xbox series controller. And it's not quite as wide as like the PS five dual sense. Um, but the steam deck sort of like controller grip with like the stick positioning. And then like where you have to put your fingers for the D pad and the, uh, and the ABXY feels a little bit big for my hands and I'm getting more used to it, but it feels a little bit big. Uh, maybe even slightly things are spaced slightly further away than the dual sense controller. Um, so I'm not going to be playing piano anytime soon. I don't have nice long <laughs> piano player fingers. I've got short stubby sausage fingers, but uh, um, I'm getting more used to it. But the actual grip itself uh, is, it takes some getting used to, especially with the weight of the unit, because it's like, it's pretty heavy for what it is, I would say. Um, it's a lot heavier than the Switch. And it's a lot heavier than a controller, obviously, because it's like got a screen in it and everything. Um, but uh, yeah, at first I thought that I wasn't necessarily going to find it very comfortable to use at all, but it is growing on me for sure. The sticks are, um, everything seems to be relatively good quality. Like I don't, sometimes you grab like a third party controller and you're like, oh God, these bumpers are terrible or they're not even, or one clicks more than the other one. Or even with like first party stuff, sometimes I've had Xbox 360 controllers where like the bumpers were just, they felt really garbage compared to the rest of it. Um, But overall the build quality seems like really, really solid. I'll be surprised to see uh, what goes first on it. If anything, you know, over the years. I never really thought of that because that's not just like a switch where you just literally slide it off. And then you slide another, like you just buy another Joy-Con and slide it back on. Mm, I never really yeah. thought of that. That's uh, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, like they, they seem to have the option of like some customizability and like a uh, user self repair um, sort of in mind when they, when they built it and for the support after launch. Um, there's been lots of people like, you know, saying they didn't like the sticks, so they swapped them out and it was fairly easy and this and that. So at least that option is there if you're somewhat comfortable with like a bit of opening up a bit of hardware and, and customizing some things. But um, the biggest thing for me is like, if, I, if I'm ever like playing my Switch off the dock, it's usually while I'm more so in like a laying down position, like whether it's on a couch or on the bed or whatever. And the Switch is light enough that it doesn't, you don't even notice, right? The weight of the thing when you're when you're sort of holding it. But the Steam Deck is definitely heavy enough that it can only really have it like held up for five or ten minutes before my I'm like, man, my arms and wrists are starting to get tired from like holding this thing up. Not that it's like super heavy, but it's right. just one of those things where it's just heavy enough that it's like 
you're not meant to hold something on this angle for this period of time uh just like in normal human day-to-day like, behavior right so just holding an object out in front of you yeah it's uh it's 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 a workout but it's not a good workout you know like it's not actually like working any muscle groups that in a way that is going to be helpful gotta do reps i'm gonna do reps with that thing reps with the steam deck <laughs> yeah but overall i'm uh i think the more that i use it the more i'm, I'm enjoying it which is good because i was afraid for a little while that i wasn't actually going to like use it enough to have justify having gotten it um but yeah the more that i use it the more uh happy i am with it sweet hey Adriano. Ryan, uh, what I have been playing, it's uh, been a while, so bear with me on this. Um, so I've done some Sea of Thieves with my family group. Um, I heard your ship name recommendations last week, Tim. Thank you. You're I, welcome. I pitched what them in. It? I don't remember. The petty, petty Cash? Or petty petty crime? Cash, Petty Crimes. Oh. <laughs> So yeah, we're trying to figure out because like every time we play, I like I'm assigned to be the captain and like take the wheel and give directions and orders. And there's somebody else who likes to be quartermaster and this and that. And like, hey, how about somebody else buy the big ship and they can be captain? And like, no, no, you you buy your big ship and you be captain. You name it. it's like okay, I guess. So yeah, the new Sea of Thieves update came out where you can now name and customize and own a ship. And have like a loadout on the ship, so you don't have to like reskin it every time. Um, it is two hundred and fifty thousand for the sloop, three hundred and fifty thousand for the brigantine, and then seven hundred and fifty no five hundred thousand, five hundred thousand for the galleon. Um, other than that, they've also introduced a new faction called the Sovereigns. So when you do get your captain's captain. Cap, captain rank whatever you now have somebody else to interact with at the port at the outpost and there's like a whole elevator and a um, uh, grapple hook system there so you can actually just get things off your ship and bring it onto this elevator and bring it up to them and offload it in one instant which is incredibly convenient um, other than that um uh, not much is new with Sea of Thieves. Um, so that same group and I also tried playing in No Man's Sky, which I started again on Xbox Game Pass on PC. And then I quickly fell off and I realized I'm like, this is not for me. Uh, I would rather play, uh, maybe I'll wait for something else like Starfield uh, when when that inevitably comes out. So I'm looking at my list here of things I've played since I was last on. I finished my my replay of Dead Space 3. And I played the add-on campaign Dead Space 3 Awakened, which is an incredibly, narratively speaking, is an incredibly bullshit campaign. It's very upsetting that they did this because it pretty much undoes the ending of Dead Space 3. Um, so that uh wrap that up i did i've touched base on a little bit of vampire survivors and then i am playing i started and have been playing a lot of rogue legacy 2 so ryan we put together this nice big pc 3080 (laughs) ti and i'm playing mostly rogue legacy 2 on it 
Wow. We should just buy you a laptop. Yeah. I was yeah. saying, it's, it, and, and not even a gaming <laughs> laptop, even like just a kind of half decent laptop. I'll play something big on it. I'll start Red Dead soon, Ooh. or maybe, or maybe another Assassin's Creed. I don't know. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier, I'm playing uh, the Division with my board game group, uh, uh, running around New York again, running through that campaign. Again, this is a group of people that I've kind of taken point and I'm kind of just pointing them to where how we're doing things and what order we're doing it. So that's been interesting. I started and kind of fell off and I regret that I started playing this while I was playing Rogue Legacy 2. And I'm going to try to start a new game again. I started playing Tunic. Nice. Uh, yeah. And I very much enjoy that game. It's a it is it is an incredibly charming game. I just regret that I decided to start it while juggling something else. And because like yeah, I get, uh, I get, it's pretty, it's pretty juicy. There's yeah, a lot to dig into there. Yeah, and and I, I feel like I needed kind of an undivided attention. And every time I was playing, it's just like I kind of want to play Rogue Legacy, so I had to turn it off and go turn on Rogue Legacy. So I regret doing that, and I'm going to shelve it and come back to it again and start over because that is a very charming game. Um, and it with, ramps up in difficulty pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's it's uh, it's surprisingly it's like cutesy on the on the surface, but there's a uh, some some chonky gameplay there to dig into. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the I just love like the little manual that has just question marks oh, and so dead data. It's like oh so clever, wow, yeah. yeah, I have to figure this out. And you're just picking up little little game manuals. Uh, I was so happy when I finally got a map. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. I was just like, I need, map, I need yeah. a fucking map to this place. And and finally, when I just found it, I'm like, oh, thank God. Um, and, and then and then like I opened the map. I'm like, this thing better tell me where I am when I open it. And thank God it does. I thought it was just been like yep. a, just like an old fashioned map that just gives you the overlay and you have to kind of figure out where you are. No, it was uh, it works. Yeah, it works nicely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did, even though it's a board game, it was a still like a dedicated game. I did some Scythe, which is a board game, but we did a digital edition. Uh, we should actually, uh, I should actually try to track down a physical copy of Scythe and play it with you guys. It is a, it is a very fun game. It's an economy based game, um, and you're different factions. It's like in an, it's in an alternate fake uh, USSR history, and we're all different Russian factions, and we're just trying to be farmers or. Uh, you know, workers, and we're just trying to get our economy going, and we're kind of exploring a Russian uh, landscape. So that's called Scythe. Uh, then I did some Sid Meier's Civilization Six with you, Ryan, you, Tim, and Aaron as well. That was a while ago, yeah. I know that's so long. I haven't been on the podcast. Uh, so we finished up that campaign, and I always love starting a game of Civ. I never like going back to a game of Civ. unless it's like what you're playing every day yeah exactly and it's just like launching and like i don't know what the fuck i was doing and thank Mm -hmm. god that i have three people who are way more competent at this game that knows what they're doing for me to piggyback off of. oh don't look at me i don't know what the hell i was doing in that game i for me and civ it's uh it's the fake it till you make it mentality um then damn it ryan marty and i played some overwatch 2 beta um, that was a while ago too. yeah i know <laughs> I, I know ryan i know so we're getting ready for the wind down of overwatch and the startup of overwatch 2 
there's currently an over that I also last thing on my list is I played some Overwatch anniversary event with you and Marty as well this week because they are starting to wind down the loot boxes. And this kind of got me into a rabbit hole of another spreadsheet of <laughs> loot boxes. And I did some calculations. <laughs> and if I could share my screen with you, I'll show you guys it. I think Matt oh, has, to, has to give me permission. Oh, God. Is this, is this going to interrupt the recording? Oh, I, I, I don't know. So maybe maybe I shouldn't share just in case. Um, uh, what I'll do, actually, I'll just send you a screenshot on on Discord. Oh, so, so I so the way that Overwatch works is let me just send this super quickly. There it is. Uh, is this your calculation thing? Yeah. Okay. I don't know how to send that. There we go. I hope I had nothing else open, which is sensitive. There we go. So <laughs> then you took a screenshot anyway and still sent it. You could have checked it. It's not gonna change the screenshot. Like so fast and loose. So this was interesting because I tried to I first had to go through and calculate the gold, the in-game currency cost of everything that I don't currently own. Because the rumor, the well, not the rumor, the 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 uh the affirmative is from Blizzard that they are stopping that they are stopping um the Overwatch loot box system in favor of an Overwatch 2 battle pass system. And what they've always guaranteed was that anything that you have unlocked in Overwatch will roll over to Overwatch 2 Hero Gallery. What they have yet to confirm, and I cannot find anything about, is what about things that you have not unlocked? What happens to those? Are they still unlockable? Can I somehow get them? Or my if I they are not unlocked as of the launch of Overwatch 2, are they gone forever? Add to that, they are no longer selling loot boxes at the end of this current month. So August, I think it was 30th or 31st, if they push it right to the end, you cannot buy loot boxes anymore. You can still earn them in-game by leveling up, but you can't buy them anymore. So this got me thinking. It's, let me calculate how many items I have outstanding in my hero gallery. This is the current predicament, though. I only calculated the items in which I can get, I can actually unlock as of today, because the way it's 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 divided up, there's different categories. There's there's just traditional Overwatch hero gallery items, and then there's event items. There's summer games, Halloween, Christmas, Lunar New Year, archives, and then anniversary on top of the Overwatch League and then the competitive stuff as well. Like there's just like nine different categories. And there are only, you can only ever get two of those categories at any one time. It's always the Overwatch traditional stuff and then whatever event happens to be on. So I can't get the Halloween stuff right now. I can't buy the Summer Game stuff, Lunar New Year, or Archive event stuff. I can only get the traditional and the anniversary. So I went through and I tagged everything that I don't have. And if you look at F4 through F6, those are the quantities of items of the combined quantities of epic legendary and legendary anniversary items that I don't have. And then immediately beside it in G4 through G6 is the in-game currency cost with the gold requirement total being 69,750 gold. That's just those anniversary items. Dividing it down, I calculated a unique 2,325 loot boxes 
assuming that you <coughs> that you get dupes and you get the bare minimum unlock so you don't get anything extravagant you get three commons and a rare and they're all dupes you get 30 you get 30 gold per box the thing is this is the weird part about the anniversary loot boxes while the anniversary event is on i can't buy a halloween item but i can still lottery for a halloween item in the loot box which doesn't make sense I thought you could buy them. Did they take that away? Yeah, they took it away. I can't buy any. I can't buy a Halloween item. I can't buy anything uh-huh. that isn't in the anniversary thing. And the they prices want, they sp- want you to buy loot boxes. That's why. Maybe. So I can't buy a Halloween item, but I can lottery for it, which makes this even more complicated. Because if I then get a single event item that isn't anniversary in any box, it throws this out the window, and it doesn't. Then then it doesn't account for that for that gold requirement. At the same time. I may also get a duplicate of something that is not a common or rare. I may get a duplicate that is a uh, epic or legendary. So then that also throws it out. So what I did was I loaded up the PlayStation store and I still have it open behind me is there's a one-time purchase that you can do of one legendary and five loot boxes. So if you look over on I eight, that's where that is, and the cost, and then the tax and everything. And the max payout, assuming that it's a duplicate, is 215 gold. So I deducted that, and then I calculated it based on the reoccurring purchase of 50 loot boxes plus three legendary loot boxes, which allow you to buy it over and over again. And I figured that if you buy the one-time purchase once, you have to buy the reoccurring purchase 32 times <laughs> at $53.50. <laughs> for a subtotal of uh nine uh, one thousand for a subtotal uh sorry for a total of after tax Canadian tax and everything one thousand nine hundred thirty seven dollars and eighty seven cents. We used to play games, beat levels, and challenges, and unlock stuff. I just like to point that out at this yeah. time. So just to put this in perspective, if I spend just under $2,000 right now and assuming that I don't unlock any non-anniversary event item in those loot boxes, I could get every single Overwatch and anniversary event item tonight. Do it. Are you, oh, now he's like, you said this is a predicament. Are you going to do this? God, no. No. What number would you do it? Like, honestly, like, like right now you have 1,937.87, which we're rounding to 2,000 approximately. But that's that's also just that's just Overwatch items and anniversary items. Like that's not even Halloween or or lunar or uh, lunar, lunar or New Year or whatever it is. Or, right? Yeah, because if I wanted to do those, I have to calculate in the cost for those and somehow buy them when they're available to be unlocked. And I can't get them. And as of now, it seems like I won't be able to get them. So if, if you I, if you were able to get everything, would you pay the two thousand? Like get everything no. that you just said? No, okay. no, 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 no. Would I, you pay a thousand? No. Okay. These are numbers here, man. <laughs> uh, I would probably say honestly, like a hundred dollars max. Oh, okay. If I if I was so close to unlocking everything, and I had if I calculated to be about a hundred dollars, maybe. And that's also assuming like this doesn't this this unlockability doesn't roll over into overwatch 2 now i, have, I was going to say like so i have a question like 
is it confirmed that let's say you don't have the I don't know the vampire reaper skin uh, yes I realize it's Halloween but just for the sake of it it's an Overwatch 1 item can you not get that in Overwatch 2 that, that's what I'm trying to figure out if they if they say if they say anything that's previously locked is still obtainable through some means in Overwatch 2 that's fine like like uh, that's that's obtainable somehow down the line. I feel like it's going to be gold. Maybe, but then I how feel like they're going to you... give you gold in the season pass for certain tiers. Maybe, and then if you just buy what you want, that's that's also doable. I I don't know because like if they're not going to give you loot boxes and all the items in the in the uh season passes or the the battle passes are just going to be items. I don't know how you're going to accumulate gold to get that because it's weird that like, yeah, like they're locking out the loot boxes. Like I won't be able to buy them at the end of this month. Maybe I'll just do this one legendary and five loot boxes. This is, this is wild. Like this is wild that not that you needed to do this, but this is wild that this is what gaming has. Well, cause been it, literally it, calculated down to, <laughs> yeah, because like, because like, I, I was also just gonna like, oh, I'll calculate this quickly and whip up my calendar, uh, my calculator. Just gonna do like super quickly on my thing, and I realized I, this isn't this isn't an easy calculation. Like, there's so many variables and factors here that you have to take into account, and it didn't make it easy that they have like one time purchases of certain loot boxes. Um, you know, I think I might even mess up this calculation. One legendary. Oh God. And five loot boxes. Yeah, you know what? I actually have to. I have to oh, change this. No. Go, go ahead, Ryan. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make an edit here. I actually. Well, I actually goofed on this. I don't have much to say, actually. Um, okay. You're, he's so you're so flabbergasted by this calculation and the fact that Tim just paid two thousand dollars for this. That well, speaking of that, I don't know what I would pay. I would thousand until. No, I think that's a bit nuts. What if you what if you really were into Overwatch, but you didn't have many of the items? So there you stood a lot to unlock for a thousand. I don't know. That's a lot, man. Like that's See, here's, crazy. here's here's the fucking thing. Here's the fucking thing. If you if you think about this in terms of like um if you think about it, think about it in terms of like what would, how would you say, like the value of the item. The only reason why these things have like an inherent value is because of what Adrian was saying, where we're unsure right now whether you can unlock them in Overwatch 2. Mm-hmm. So there's like this like false scarcity of this like little digital item. It's horrible. And it's not like a currency or something. Like it's not like you're, uh, you know, spending money on PayPal or whatever. You know what I mean? Like back mm-hmm. and forth where you could transfer PayPal credit or whatever into dollars or like there's no there's no like one-to-one conversion it's not like you're going to get this mercy skin and then tomorrow it's going to be worth 50 dollars more and you're going to sell it right you know or something it's not a crypto it's it's nothing it's not it's nothing like this is literally like art which is fine in a video game and and if adriano's calculations are approximately correct because i know he's changing some stuff two thousand dollars after all the fucking work that you guys and all the fucking time you guys have put into this thing, Matt. You, actually, Matt, you know what you just did? To, uh, you you kind of convinced me that the prices for these things aren't that outrageous. Because I like, convinced you well, the opposite of what I was well, trying. Hang on, to let do. me let me explain here. So <laughs> oh when God. we go when we go to Fan Expo and they have Artist Alley, right? Yeah. And I've been I've been a sucker for art, and so I I usually buy some art when I'm there, right? Yeah. And those sell for like. 10 20 bucks maybe 30 bucks for for some really special ones 
And so, like, why is that any different if you're buying a, a cool skin? You like that's that's art. Someone had to design that and make the it distribution and- is the difference. The distribution is somebody on the Overwatch team made it. So yeah, there's there's value there. It's art. It was designed and made and then you know tested and whatever, and then put out. But once it's put out, unless it needs to be updated, it is put out. But mm-hmm. this person from Artist Alley at Fan Expo or Comic Con or wherever the fuck has literally taken like done art, which is ta- like probably done digitally, printed them, so it's a physical thing. Now that's not huge, right? You could print that anywhere, really. Mm-hmm. You could print out PDFs, you could print out pictures, you could print out whatever, like staples, whatever. The point is, this person went all the way to a con with this paper and then presented it in a booth and sold it. Yeah. There's a lot of effort put into like the the stores, like the item shops and stuff like this. I'm not saying there's no effort, but the distribution is a hell of a lot like easier. They build the infrastructure of the item shop and of the Overwatch shop and all that shit. And then they literally just upload items to it. I, I think the difference is, is one is a single artist and the other is a massive billion dollar company. Well, another thing, too, is that the there's there's People like false- give 20 bucks to them. There's false scarcity, though, too, in these things where they're only available for a limited time. And yes, that does happen in the art world where it's like this is one of 50 or one of 200. I understand that. But that's not like by and large how everything is done. Like, it's not like right in your face where it's like, well, if you don't buy this today, when's the next time you're going to see it? Like yeah. it's it, digitally, it's really in your face. And so the, my thing is, is that there's absolutely an inherent value in buying skins and stuff like this. I buy them myself. I get that. There's no problem like that. I Whatever. My thing, my problem with it is that, like, there it, it's the it's the false scarcity that's right in your face. It's like that false urgency, right in your face, right away, and they know it. Like they they fucking know it. That's my problem with it. Yeah. Uh, I also want to say this, and um, I used to think it was crazy when you see like when you go to like the currency purchase page, where you can buy the digital currency. And they have like, oh, get a get a hundred, you know, gems for ten bucks or whatever, right? And they always have that one at the end that's like one hundred and fifty dollars, <laughs> right? Or more like, for, for like a hundred thousand gems. Bonus thirty five percent value if you buy well, the one hundred and eighty nine dollar ninety nine. That doesn't seem that crazy to me anymore because in Fortnite I've purchased a lot of skins, right? And it's like I could have saved thirty dollars if I just at the beginning of my Fortnite career. Just bought that hundred and fifty dollar, you know, V Bucks pack, and would have been set for for years. You know, it's it's almost like a savings dividend. It pays yeah. slowly, but it does pay off. The the trouble is when you start a game, you don't know how long you're going to play it for, right? And yeah. we even stopped playing Fortnite for like at least two years or so. A while. So you yeah. really you really regret that thirty dollars over the what like six years you've been playing Fortnite. When you break it down, it's not that much. But it's still a savings. It's a savings. That, but that, like, that thirty dollars is better better used in your pocket, right? Than on Fortnite. Oh yeah, I mean, any money is better spent than on Fortnite. Yeah. You hear that Fortnite? Although no, they did have that charity uh, event for Ukraine. A lot of they mm-hmm. raised a ton of money for that. So. But anyway, uh, yeah, I haven't been playing much um, Fortnite, Diablo Immortal. Um. That's it. I did start. I did. Um, what should I call it? A Plague Tales sequel is coming out. Requiem. Requiem. Uh, so I tr- I'm trying to get through the first one. What uh, about Horizon? That I'm picking away at slowly. Um, 
Oh, it's still in the in the shit. Oh, I'll get there. I'll get there. I'm not saying you're not going to get there, but it's sad that it it's it's come to this. <laughs> no, I know, it, but it's it's just not a priority for me right now. I think if Elden Ring hadn't come out, I would have beaten this mm-hmm. long time ago. But because okay. Elden Ring kind at the worst time. Elden Ring took the steam out of it, and then when I come back to it, it's just like I don't, you know, no one no one's talking about it online. I don't see anything, you know. So it's just like it's, it's all the excitement's died down. First so one just, came out after Breath of the Wild, and the second one came out after Elden Ring. Like they it's like really, they're doing it on purpose, you know. The, if they make a third one, they really gotta <laughs> plan it better. That's gonna come out uh, the week after Starfield, GTA, right after God of War Three, <laughs> God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, like it's well, always gonna be. Sony owns uh, God of War, so they're not gonna put out two of those games. That's right. a good point. Are they? That's it. I may I fixed a slight error. Oh, I didn't no. account. I didn't, I didn't account for the five loot boxes on the legendary purchase, but accounting for that, you save yourself. I can save myself four dollars instead of oh, one thousand nine hundred thirty-seven dollars. Is one thousand nine hundred thirty-three dollars? Oh, that was really weighing heavily on my conscience. Thank you for yeah. fixing that. I was worried. I was worried the whole time. I yeah. really, I actually kind of want to redo this and try to calculate every outstanding item. You should. You should try <laughs> to like post this somewhere. And have people like start ch- like talking about it, like Reddit or whatever. I'd love I to could, see people's comments of like, well, oh fuck, I, could, I, I better hop on this. And like, actually, I want to see if anyone just goes and just buys this. I could, I could. What I could do is I can put in drop in fields so people can put in their own. They'd have to go through their their own calculations. Calcul- <laughs> yeah, they could always put in their own thing, and then it would calculate how many. the 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 problem is the dilemma to actually solving this is I need to know if the prices that are currently reflected on the anniversary loot boxes are going to be the same. Or would be the same as just traditional Overwatch loot boxes. The the unfortunate reality is is I think they're they're going these boxes are going to be discontinued with the event. So we'll, I don't actually know. The other downside is is because we're not going to go back to the other loot boxes. This I can calculate it, but it's not obtainable. Like there's actually no, unless you are, if you're missing an item from any event that is not anniversary you might not actually be able to obtain it because you have to lottery for it and that is an incalculable thing so i'm sorry does this take into account not to like prolong this conversation but does this does this take into account like if you were to buy say i don't know let's say five loot boxes and you received like two thousand gold no so this is i calculate this on bare minimum Okay. The, the the minimum you get out of a loot box, assuming you are they're all duplicates, are five, 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 and fifteen. Because you go, those are your duplicates for common, 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 and rare. So you get thirty gold. Uh, the legendary loot boxes, assuming that you get duplicates, are five, 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 and two hundred. So you get two hundred and fifteen. And this is assuming that you get a duplicate on the lowest possible odds. That that you oh, okay. Get. So. Oh my god! Yep. All right, Tim, do your thing. He's going to buy <laughs> all of these loot boxes live yeah. on his stream right you're now. Gonna, you're going to boot up Diablo Mortal. I'm going to just keep buying, uh, buying microtransactions until I get five star legendary gems, <laughs> and then and then not be able to team up with anybody because you're scaled different than everyone else. <laughs> when it's you become a god, top, you can't so play with say. the mortals. Lonely at the top. Um, yeah, you can have of uh, a little bit of uh, Fallout New Vegas before. If uh, if you like Fallout, I'll be playing New Vegas probably for a little while. 
at uh, twitch.tv slash the sidetrack if you're keen. And then also uh, on Wednesday nights, we're working away at building a treehouse battle station at the top of the tree and grounded the uh, the three of us here. Twitch.tv slash day one patch media. That is actually like a ton of fun. Like I'm, it is I'm, good. I'm so because now that we're at the top of the tree, we understand the collision and stuff. We found out we can mm. go into the like the top of the clipped tree texture. Yeah, like oh, I'm, I'm so sad about that. I'm a little sad about it, but I'm also kind of pumped to build like a hidden building and like have something cool in there too. We'll just build a big platform at that particular level where the collision doesn't go any higher, and then it'll just look like it's like a, a level on the tree and then from there we can like build upward and then at least we'll have the aesthetic of the branches yeah like ultimately that's what i do what i can't wait for update 1.0 to wipe it all out that'd be great i mean if we finish it which i think we will because we've been making like stellar progress every week once we finish because like it's going to be i think it's going to be easier to build now because it's it's less like you know more planks more of this more of that it's not like a constant burn of supplies it's more like, how do we design this tower and how would we like it? Okay, let's go get that. And then there's a little bit yeah. of that, but it's less like build up, 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 up. So like, get to make it look aesthetically pleasing. That's the thing. So as long as we finish it, do a little video of it, like show it on the stream. If they take it away, it's like, I don't give a fuck. I already did it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. All right. That's it. We did it. We did See it. See you guys next time. Peace.